Hello and welcome to Succeed Through Speaking, the place for experts and entrepreneurs who want high-value ideas to boost business results. Hello, I'm Tom Bailey, and in today's episode, I'll be getting to know Joe Pardo, who is a profit growth strategist and the founder of the Super Joe Pardo Show and an independent creator conference. So Joe, hello, and a very warm welcome to today's episode. Thank you so much for having me, Super Tom. How are you feeling today? I really appreciate it. Yeah, I'm great. Thank you so much. And whereabouts are you based out of interest? Right outside of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, here in the USA. Fantastic. Thank you so much. And I just want to share a little bit more about you before we do get started. So Joe brings a series of strategy, application and execution planning to every entrepreneur team or business that he works with. And he focuses on designing individual solutions to accelerate growth for his clients. The title for today's episode is how to rocket your sales. And Joe's going to talk us through that in just seven minutes. So question of one today is who are your ideal clients? So the ideal clients that I work with, I've worked with a number of different small to medium businesses, uh, ranging from the business owner that's like, you know, I, I've been the kingpin in my business for a long time, and I'm, I don't have anybody to give the business to. Uh, I want to sell it, but I need to get the money out of it, right? Like, And right. the problem is, is when you're the kingpin... And mm -hmm. you take the kingpin out, well, then it ain't worth a whole lot. You know, the, the value comes down and they're like, oh, you know, that's great. But you got to stay on board and you're going to work for the rest of your your days here because we can't afford to pay. You know, you know, we're not going to pay for a business that will mostly fall apart if you're not part of it. Right. So, right. you know, and it enables you to be able to sell to a wider range of people. So that that's one of those things where um, that's one of the 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 different clients that I work with. The other ones are the ones that are small that want to get to a bit, you know, to closer to like a hundred employees. Maybe they're at like 10 to 15, 20 mm -hmm. employees and uh, team members. And they want to get to that next level. And they're not quite sure, like, you know, what got them to where they're at. Sometimes it's by accident, you know, it's like, Oh, I started doing this thing. And then like, it works. So we did more, we did more of it. And, and, and who would have thought it worked, but, but now we have issues where, um, we need to hire people that, uh, have very specialized skills, human, maybe it's human resources, people, maybe it's, um, more salespeople, how to motivate and train those salespeople. So they don't just like up and leave the moment that like, Oh, you know, there's another. Uh, now I got some skills under me, and that you know, because I'm young and 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 ready to to be uh, to take up the next step. And then it's like, oh, well, now I got like a year and a half of training or a year under my belt. I'm mm -hmm. I'm gone. I'm going to go work for yeah. the bigger corp, you know, and mm -hmm. and get the work that real ladder where there's actually room for for real growth. So working on those types of opportunities with those companies uh, to work basically on their team, their offer, and their process, uh, I, I focus really in those in those categories. So those um, those businesses are, are the ones that really are at a turning point and they might not even realize it because they're they're at the point where it's like, oh, we you know, we're we're all fat and happy. But like there could be more. We just aren't sure. And we're not sure what risks we want to take yeah. to get to, to get there. OK, so let's think about that second category of business, the smaller business. What would you say is the biggest challenge that they typically face? A lot of times it's it's them getting out of their own way, right? Mm -hmm. So a lot of times it's it's me having to play uh, therapist, which is mm -hmm. ironic because as a as a six year old kid, I wanted to be a child psychologist to help yeah. other kids going through divorce like myself. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I actually get to to fall into that that role. 
uh, because they're they have sometimes they have trust issues uh, like, oh, well, we tried to hire somebody to do some of the administrative work and it didn't really work out. So we hired somebody else and that person had a problem or or maybe one of those two or three people that we had at one point stole from us. And we had a really bad experience and now we're just like, we'll just do everything ourselves. And, 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 you know, they might, I mean, one of those companies had 50, 60 employees already, but they didn't have anybody helping the two core people on the administrative side. And it was uh, not choking the business, but it, 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 in a way it was, it was because it's like, we can only grow so much because we, we can't get the um, productivity out that we need in these key areas that we need to be able to focus in. So um, a lot of times it's, it's, it's a people, right? So that's why I focus on the team. And then sometimes yeah. it's the offer, you know, it, it could be mm-hmm. the sales process. It could be the sales, um, what they are offering, like what the product that they sell is, mm-hmm. and then the process in which they go about selling it, the process in which the team members are interacting with the business. Oh, we can't keep people. Well, maybe if your process for keeping those people didn't suck then or was modified yeah. and actually listened to what the complaints were, then maybe we could keep those people and grow the business a lot faster and a lot more efficiently and happier. Yeah, perfect. Okay, so it does sound like people are really at the core of this challenge that these businesses have. So if they don't get the right people, what is the biggest impact that this can have for either, for them or the business? Yeah, so I always say uh, two things. One is the a business is a robot. It, it wants to run twenty four seven. It's it's mechanical, um, mm-hmm. but it's it's unlike a robot. It doesn't have circuitry inside it has soft gooey innards right and we as the people are inside that robot and we have to uh we have to to be able to deal with those outside influences those you know those troubles issues that they're having the challenges that those people are having and it's the team members challenges not just your own challenges and things you're trying to to solve it's it's a very complicated um thing that you have to to work through so so that's that's one piece of the um, the puzzle, right? The other piece is the and I, and now I'm blanking on it because I went to in detail. But my <laughs> point, uh, you know, what, what, repeat the question yeah. one last time. Yeah, yeah, I'll just I'll just jump in there. So I guess, like you said, there's a lot of um, complexity here throughout the whole business. So if they don't get this right, what impact will it have ultimately on the long term oh. aspirations of the business? Uh, yeah. So I always say build your business for your lifestyle, not your lifestyle for your business. And the, the business will absolutely become your lifestyle. I've lived it. My family has lived it for literally generations, uh, like five generations prior to me. Uh, it's, and it's one of those things where it's like, if you're not getting very intentional about like, okay, we're going to add this new feature to our business. We're going to add this new offer. Well, how does that interact with all the other people? Kind of like a um, a billiards table, right? Like yeah, the yeah. pieces are bumping into each other. There's only so much room on the billiards table. Yeah. Uh, and, and we have to, there's only so much energy, right? So we're paying for time, energy, uh, you know, and manpower. So we have to manage those resources really carefully or we start to overextend ourselves overextend our team and that's when things start to fall through the cracks and people you know customers ultimately have a bad experience and then that falls back in your lap of well uh we're not coming back so now we're now we're down sales and and it's a it's a self-fulfilling prophecy okay perfect so there's lots of different ways you could help these businesses but what is the one single piece of advice you'd give somebody right now to get started on this path towards you know success well I, so i think if you haven't started your business uh, or just very early on the one piece of advice 
that goes back uh, several generations in my family is, is if owning a business was easy, everyone would do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Literally every, I mean, look, I live in South Jersey outside of Philly and there's a lot of service, you know, work vans and trucks up and down the yeah. suburbs of my mm-hmm. area. Uh, but that doesn't mean they're all working, you know, they don't all work for themselves. And right. there's, you know, there's a lot of challenges that you're going to come up against that you don't necessarily know the answer. And that's okay to not know the answer as long like, Remember, you don't have to be right. The answer has to be right, right? Yeah. So get so you have to get out of your own way. Come up with that that solution, between, whether it's with you, your team, a consultant, like hey, like this guy right here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, find figure out what the solution is going to be, and then move forward with it. Got it. Perfect. Makes sense. And next question before we move on to my last section, which is, what is one valuable piece of resource or content or something you can offer the listeners to really help them get started? Yeah, so if you're working on trying to rocket your sales right now, because business, you know, it's the lifeblood, uh, money is the lifeblood of, of businesses, go over to superjoepardo.com slash rocket and get five proven methods that I use when I work one-on-one with business owners to grow their sales. That's uh, superjoepardo.com slash rocket. Fantastic. And what I'll do, Joe, is I'll put that into the show notes. People can click on that and they can get started straight away. Awesome. Thank you. So quick question then about yourself, and that is what would you say is one of the greatest failures or mistakes you've ever made either in life or business, and what did you learn from it? Yeah, so one of the things that uh, I left my family's business in 2014. Mm-hmm. In the years leading up to that, uh, we had a, a huge inventory crunch thanks to you know t- 2008 and 2012 uh, being you know the years that those were, yep. um, and the change coming in the trucking industry. And uh, I helped develop a algorithm to help our inventory management go from like very inefficient versus like, like printing out paper after paper, like thousands of papers and then changing numbers and then taking those papers and putting them into the computer with those changes to manage the inventory awesome. to let's find a baseline algorithm that works for all the different lines, you know, the 150 different lines that we have, the, the hundreds of thousands of different parts that we have in our system. And we were able to take our inventory from six million down to two and a half million in about a year's time which was incredible we didn't fire sale or anything like that that sounds a success but Mm -hmm. (laughs) what it came out of that was my um i was about 25 at the time in which i was pushing all these things and a lot of our team members in the company had worked there as long as i had been alive and my inability to want to listen um, yeah. No matter how much the numbers don't lie, and mm-hmm. you know, it, it's really the human factor that is that is the winning, you know, is the part of the recipe for success. So Great. being able to turn up that, so I had that was a failure to me, and got into a lot of arguments and a lot of yelling matches, mm-hmm. and ultimately, it, they helped me better the algorithm, better have them happy. And eventually, I mean, eventually I got burned out because that's a whole story for a different day. But yeah, that's that was the thing, right? Being able to, well, originally not wanting to listen because I'm like, look, the numbers don't lie. You're you're not bringing any evidence except circumstantial evidence of Mm -hmm. stories. And I'm bringing the evidence of of the actual numbers that we saw. And, you know, it's one of those things where it's like finding out that like, hey, they there's something that what they're saying even if it's not really the truth right got it yeah got it perfect thank you so much so a great learning lesson that you went through from that and and like i said that human element as part of the business is is so critical okay so last question today joe is what is one question that i should have asked you that will also bring some great value to our audience 
so the one question would be, why do I feel everything pays rent? Okay, and great question. Th- no, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Very- uh, the reason everything pays rent is because when you think about things that are in your business, within your square footage that you're either paying rent, taxes on, uh, or or a, you know lease uh, or um, the mortgage on, right? The, you have to think about every how much space everything takes up in it, and is it paying its rent in necessity or in pleasure, right? Yeah. So if it take the more space it takes up, is it paying? Is it paying its rent? Is it paying for the square footage that it is yeah. taking up? And when you start to look at things like that in that uh, sense, you start to get a better idea of like, hmm, maybe I don't need 200 of these things because you know what? I'm not selling that many of them. I need to get rid of them some way or another. I can't hold on to them forever. And you know, the market has changed. I've you know, I've changed what uh, other things, and I can't just hold on to them forever. So I need to figure out how to get rid of them now so that the space can be taken up by stuff that does indeed pay its rent uh but for the square footage it takes up great Perfect. or in your case meters sorry yeah. <laughs> nice yeah a real nice perspective or shift in perspective and i guess that came from your project with the inventory management company as well yep awesome so joe thank you so much again for your time today i really appreciate you coming along and sharing such great value with our audience thank you so much for having me super tom